All right, Tanner James, 2022 Rookie of the Year. Welcome to the podcast, man. Thank you. Well, let's kind of give a little bit of a background on yourself. Uh, where did you grow up? Kind of how, how did the the path down the rope and like as trying to go to like a rodeo header, how did that kind of get started for you? Well, I, uh, I grew up in California and my dad, he roped and trained horses at the house and i have so i grew up around it and we we raised cattle and ranch so i've always been around roping and horses stuff so i uh i actually wanted to be a healer honestly oh yeah (laughs) me too (laughs) i i healed through high school and and it wasn't wasn't for me (laughs) but when i got into college i went to heading and i headed at the jackpots well that seemed like where I need to be <laughs> on the head side. So, and I liked it a lot, honestly. I, cause I healed for growing up that when I went switched to heading, it was, it was just something I enjoyed more. Do you like, do you think uh, if you heal first or heal at a young age, like learn how to turn your rope over a little quicker so it's like easier to reach? Is that, is that, do you think that happens a lot with like guys that like grow up healing and then go to head and they're like, Cause you, I mean, you reach pretty well, you know what I mean? So it's like, it, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I had a hard time growing up, like being able to feel like the tip of my rope and like know where it was at, where I was turning it over and everything. So I had to like really focus on my swing a lot when I was healing. So like when I decided, when I went to switch to heading, like I, I finally figured out on how to feel the tip of my rope and like so when it went when i went to heading and switched um like getting my tip off over the right of the getting getting off over the right and being able to cover the horns was pretty pretty easy to understand but yeah i had to actually really work on it because i did not understand i didn't understand the tip of my rope when i first started roping do you think that's like one thing where headers like it seems like you can put so much more work in on the ground and it feels i'd say it feels more realistic right like then roping like a a a healing dummy on the ground just because i i do get the references of where my tip is at and healing everything's moving so much that i think there's just quite a lot of a you know a variable through that is that so is that kind of something like you're able to just put a lot of work in or did it just kind of come natural with you know being able to find the swing or how did that kind of come together I, i put in a lot of work on the dummy um to really work on like my swing to make sure it was off over to the right and covering the horns. But also I roped a lot of mealies growing up. So we didn't have horn cattle to really rope whatever our cows, uh, if they had, if calves had horns and we could, you know, cast them or whatever to make them strong, then we got to rope horn cow. But other than that, we just roped mealies or whatever came in and, so I just kind of learned, that's how I learned like tip control because roping mealies is different than roping horns, than roping horn cattle because of being able to get your tip down and not, you know, not curling the front leg or any of that. So that's, that was huge on, you know, rope control. Right. So college age, how old are you now? 25. 25. All right. So like beginning stages of college, that's when really went to heading. Yeah. Um, what was the hardest aspect of heading? And then, you know, when do, doing the kind of like, Hey, I, I want to start rodeo. And when did that kind of come into play? Like, 
professionally or you know kind of start pursuing that a little bit i've i've always wanted to like professionally rodeo and i did right when i turned 18 i went to a few rodeos but i wasn't really ready to rodeo like i figured that out on my own just because i went for a year i went through the circuit rodeos while i was in college and i mean i did a little good here and there but like college rodeo has helped me out a a, a lot getting behind the barrier and um just being able to like like feel the pressure on the head side like when you're healing there's a lot of pressure but like heading scoring making finishing the run like you you're from the beginning to the end is what i had trouble doing so and getting out of the barrier was not really the issue it was getting to the cow and getting in a good spot to head him. I always had pretty, I know I get caught up in the game a lot too. So like I had to learn mentally learn not to get caught up on what everybody else was doing. Right. So scoring that, that kind of, even at the pro rodeos, it felt pretty good right it, off or was that it, tough? It, it never, I've never really been too nervous about scoring. I really? mean, barriers, if I've always been told if you're not breaking a barrier, you're not trying. So, I mean, if I broke the barrier, it's because I was trying. But, I mean, breaking it over and over again, at one point, you're going to have to, like, pull off and not try so hard and maybe see a little extra. But <clears throat> but that was always what I always kept in my mind. If I break a barrier, it's because I'm trying. Right. You Like, you're going with your read. You're trusting your read yeah. every time. And then – if you have too many misreads in a row, then it's like that's when you got to start uh, like evaluating it, right? Yeah, slow down, pay attention, really see what the start is. I, I think that's impressive too, because uh, to me, heading like there's a few things that makes it pretty tough rodeoing. Because one, I think we want to work on our swing and focus on a swing almost all the time. Yeah. But then when you get rodeoing, scoring and getting across the line is such a big focus point. So going from like focusing on what you're seeing at the start to actually getting to a spot. Uh, there's not a lot of room to worry about swing. There's not a lot of, like, you, you almost have to have that body of work put together to at least to be consistent, right? Like, I think there's times where it's like, it, it can feel really funky. And if you have to, like, think about too many things, I think that's where it really, really kind of comes into play. So if the scoring thing's kind of always comfort, you know, that I think that's got to be a, it's got to be a big advantage. Yeah. Yeah. I, my, my, like scoring to me is I kind of just, it's hard to explain to the way I score. Cause I like to pay attention to like, I watch everybody go and I read, but like also I try to remember on what I'm, what, how my horse scores. Cause like you can watch on how somebody scores their horse, watch them score and watch how they took their start, but how they score their horse and how I score my horse might be different. My reaction on my horse might be faster or slower than theirs. So I got to take that into effect on my scoring, but that doesn't really, I never really <clears throat> like worry too much about that. If they see a good start and they, you know, hit the barrier good. I usually try to, and I think they kind of take this, their horse left like the same as mine. That's kind of like the same star I'm going to take on theirs. Right. And I think too, you, you know, like 
if you're too close. Like as you're in the middle of the box and you're way too close to them, sometimes there's there's enough time to get a little throttle. And you know, other times like, hey, the steer is like, you got a little bit of a read right there. But I, I was thinking about that the other day. Uh, I'd watched, uh, like I'm not saying the names, but I've watched a few guys that have like, or the, the Ray-Bans, the stories. Yeah. And you like watch them score and they're like, the horse might move a little bit that you can feel like the, where the header pulls and there's like kind of a, a funky it looked to it, but there's so much feel to that. And you know, like that they knew they got a good start. And I think that's what is like, we've headers have like tried to perfect, like your horse sitting there. Perfect. Your hand stays hundred percent still. And then you just drop the reins and go. And I, I think that, I mean, I, in a perfect world, that that's what you get every time, but there's just not a lot of those head horses around. And I think you get a little bit of movement. You, we naturally pull a little bit and move our left hand. And I think, so there is a lot of feel scoring. And I think that's developing that is, is tough and, and understanding like when we go to different rodeos, what it's going to be like, how it's going to pull. There's just a lot of different setups. So I think that's, that's pretty unique. Um, All right. So growing up in California, uh, where did you go to college at? Uh, I went to Kalinka college, West Hills. Okay. So when did you decide to come down to Texas and what, what was kind of the game plan? Um, you know, kind of seen you around a little bit this last, last year, but kind of, kind of give me that, like, what, what was the plan over the last 18 months or so? Well, I didn't really have a plan. That's, I like <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, it was just kind of a, I just loaded up and came out to Texas kind of a deal. Um, one of my dad's good friends from, uh, college, Chris Green, he, uh, yeah, it was during COVID when COVID was going on, and uh, there were still rodeo, amateur rodeoing out here and jackpotting in Texas. So he called, and he's like, hey, you know, you want to come out, and you can stay at the house and rope with uh, Caleb, his boy. And I was like, yeah, I, I want to do that for sure. I've, I've always wanted to come out to Texas and, you know, experience it. I've never got to experience, you know, experience it out here. I've been to Arizona a bunch and uh experienced that before but i was like that i've always been told it's a different different game out here so i was i really wanted to try it out so i came out i just a week went by after i talked to him and i packed and i came out here in middle of middle of, towards the end of summer right. <laughs> hot i got to experience the heat you, out here you the came humidity. out here in, in august down there in san antonio <laughs> and it, it yeah. was Muggy. It was muggy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, you said this is a different game. So what was different about it, um, you know, going from there to, to here and, and kind of just being around a, a little different group of guys? I mean, that was just the, like, that's what I, everybody told me in California that's been out here, that it was, a, that it's different. It's tougher. It's tough out here. And I've had some say I wouldn't do great out here and some say that I would do great. And so I'm like, well, there's only one way to find out and that's just to go and try. So, and I don't give up easy. (laughs) Right. So I came out here and they were right. It's, it's not, it's, it's tough out here. And I had to learn a lot on my horse, like with my horses, like, I uh I reached a lot growing up too. So I mean when you talk about reaching, like at the we have three steer ropings. We don't have four or five like out here. It's just three three steer jackpots, handicaps out there. And so 
I, I would reach a lot. And coming out here, you, it's hard to reach on four or five every time and be consistent. You, it's But in California, you don't have to, like, you have more runs, too, out there. You get, I can get six run, you know, you can go six times at a handicap, right. and you're going to connect a, quite a few times to make it back with a, with at least two or three guys. And then out here, you know, you get three runs or sometimes at the slides or if you go to a good jackpot, you only get two. And you, you can't take the chance of missing because you only got you only got two chances and the fees are steeper out here. It's it's different. It's in horsepower. Like everybody makes their horses go to the cow and set it up every time for their healer. And I I had to learn like learn how to ride my horse out here when I got out here. It took a lot. It took me a couple months to figure out how to make my get my horses to go to the cow, and just basically retrain them from just ducking okay. to running. Right, because you're going from like I think a lot of slides. It's typically going to be lower fees, older steers. Right, that's kind of what they can afford, especially if it's a two or three steer and you got multiple runs. So it's like not going to be strung out there where your horse got to run so hard every single time too. So it's uh, the more you reach when everything's kind of out there a little bit further and they're running, it, it is harder to control the situation, even if you catch too, right? So there's like, this is where I think it's getting interesting at the jackpot. So there are a handful of guys that they they can reach and then keep them soft. And then like, like a T-Wade and Dustin, they don't do it necessarily every single time. But I think that's what other like dynamic that happens out here is you got a lot of, like the the reach shot seems to be like a coil to a coil and a half that a lot of guys take. So that that does require a lot of run out of your horse, I think. And then it's like that run, you can they can kind of keep that going. And then if they need to go faster, there's headers that will just go faster towards the end of the roping or the middle and depend on how many teams. And it's it's crazy. Like I, I think that's that's one of the biggest differences I noticed was there's um you know, Arizona's got some guys that rope really, really well. California, there, there's spots where there's guys that rope really well, but here it seems like there's just a handful more and they they can just make the times that much tougher. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, re- like reaching, like I said, reaching, I reached a lot in California at home at the at the handicap ropings, which are basically slides out here. Um, the barrier wasn't nearly as, I mean, nearly as long. It doesn't. It didn't feel like, and like out here, it just seemed just a tick longer. Where you had to get that one or two extra strides to reach where I would reach at home. Well, and then also like the cattle are a little bit better out here. Like they, they, they. Are, I want to say better, but like they push. They keep going. They keep their. They try to keep the cattle good out here all the time, and. Like we'd have cattle at some Friday night jackpots, they would follow and stuff, which they have those here and there. And my horses would get to a certain point and then raid off. Which now, like if I reach on them, I try to keep them moving forward when I reach and then get a hold instead of just rain instead of reading my throw and then and coming off of the cow. I want them to keep going to right. it. Which that's that was the difference between coming out here and staying at home was when i would go to the rodeos like now back then to now like my horses would read my throw when i when i hit the barrier or 
if I'd go to take an extra swing and stand, they would feel it. And like trying to get that, it took a lot to get that out of them where now when I reach or if I want to, if it's not right, I can keep, they'll still keep running. They're not just, they're not reading me. And that's a, that's huge. I agree. All right. So coming to Texas, it's a big shock. I'm sure like at some point when you figure out, because I, I mean, obviously like your game wasn't good enough and you probably, and you coming out here expected to win, right? Like that, like if you're, like if you're being honest with yourself, you might not tell anyone that, but you kind of like, at least I would think, you know, uh, you come out there, you're, you're like, I'm, I'm going to hang. Well, yeah. I was, I was honest. So I told, I told people back at home, I said, I, I didn't win for the first few months. I mean, I won a little bit, but it wasn't, it wasn't like I thought. Yeah. I, I probably was out here for, I probably got my butt kicked for a couple months before I finally figured out. And I almost went home <laughs> and I had some people push me and tell me, Hey, just stick it out. Like you're starting to get it. Go to a few more, like all it takes is one good hit and you're back. You'll, you'll have your money back. And you know, it was going fast. Yeah. And sh- I just, and I stayed hooked for another month and it, it paid off. And I'm glad I did. It's crazy too, how close you can be to like, going home or being done or like really wanting to change it up. And then how winning, like I, I said this to my wife this, this summer, I was like, winning is like, it doesn't cure everything, but it's, it's like a bandaid for everything. Right. Like it, it buys you some more time to figure out what you need to figure out. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and being able to, to do that. And so was that a hard thing on you mentally to like handle the, okay, I got to change my game. And then as you're changing, it's going to be a struggle. Like anytime we go to fix something or change something, it's a struggle, right? Oh, yeah. I hit yeah. some. I I mean, I can't tell you how many I missed and hit in the back of the head in the practice bin trying to change it. And, I mean, I just run steer after steer after steer. And then I'd get on the dummy and I'd work on it on the dummy because, <clears throat> and that's honestly what helped me a lot is, I would rope the dummy like if I was on a horse, like trying to keep my horse moving and roping on the gain, which basically is, you know, walking or kind of like moving at a good speed towards the dummy and keep moving and roping as you're walking still. And that was what helped me out a lot and being able to get my rope. Like I'd take my tip and I would keep moving it down as I kept walking. So I kept hitting him in the back of the head and I had to figure out how to keep my rope kind of flat and off to the right. So it didn't hit him. And then when you got on horse, you try to do it. And it's, it's a lot, it's a different, but I just kept, kept going every day until I figured it out. <laughs> what do you tell yourself at the end of the days where it's like, I've, you know, like when you've had a bad day, it, <laughs> like, you know, at that stage, is there something like, do you try to like find something to hold on to? Like, Hey, I, like I can get through this. Like, is it like you can, pick out the little things that you're figuring out or do you like get hard on yourself or how do you kind of handle that, that aspect of it? I try not to get hard on myself, but yet I do hold myself up there to at a certain level, at a certain, um, like, I mean, I put pressure, I put a lot of pressure on myself, but I try not to get mad because I'm, I mean, at the end of the day, if you get mad practicing, I mean, what's what did you accomplish out of it like i mean as of it's not going to make you better getting mad at the end of the day i mean yeah you you're going to be a little bit mad in the practice pen or at the jackpot but 
after you run that steer at the jackpot and you're mad, what I mean, you're not going to get to run him again. So why, why be mad? I mean, I just try to go and work on just what I worked on, what I was messing up on. I go and either try to work on it on the dummy or, um, if I you have more horses, I mean, <laughs> saddle up steers. and keep running them <laughs> yeah. until you make, tell you, I, I mean, I do it until I like, I get what I was trying to work on. Right. And then once I like accomplish it a couple of times, I, t- I go ahead and call it a day or whatever to make it to like, I don't know. It's like almost like reward, re- how you reward your horses when you, when they did good, I reward myself by just calling it a day and kind of like restart and try to just do the same thing of what I did at the end of the day that I was trying to accomplish and start at the beginning and hopefully the day goes on good. For me, um, I agree with this. Uh, when I stop roping and it's like, it's went well, like there's a certain feel that I have, like I can feel my swing. I can kind of like see it. I, I don't know how to explain it really, but like if I've been working on something specifically and then it's all of a sudden it's there, if I can like, whenever that day is done, if I can like see myself doing it, like just visualize it, kind of doing it throughout the day and it's still there and I can still see it clear, then I think that's when it like starts to become muscle memory. Like I can actually do it. And then I don't like pretty soon I won't have to start thinking about that. Like I can kind of go on to the next thing. Is that, is that kind of how that feels for you? Yeah, that's how it feels for me. I've been like the last few days I've been working on like my horse, my horses, like positioning, um, a little bit different. And, uh, when Ben, we went to, I would have been staying over at Cody snows this, uh, for like a week now. And we, uh, he actually was telling me like to how to like make it easier heading for me. And my horses were too narrow running to the cow and I needed to widen them out. Well, I had like five head horses and I rode every one of them. It was, I missed a lot. <laughs> right. But it was a different feel. Like I wasn't used to roping them, um, roping the steer so wide from from me. Like it was wider than I'm used to, which right. feels comfortable to some because that's the way they rope. They rope. But I rope pretty narrow. And we went, he's like, hey, go at the, he told me on one steer, go at him. So I went at him and I roped him and it felt easy. And I'm like, why did that one feel easier than like making a jackpot run? He goes, because you're wide. He goes, if you stay wide, like you're rodeoing, but keep your horse going in its own path, you'll be fine. And I worked on it. And just a couple of days ago, or yeah, really yesterday, I, it felt like it was easy to, to head the steer because I was wider it just my head loops fit, hit, started hitting different, and my horses started working a lot, like not having to work as hard. Like my, I watched videos before to, from earlier in the year till now, and like my head horse is not like strung out pulling across the arena. He's actually up and under himself and pulling with his hind end now instead of really strung out in the front. Yeah, you like there's a certain amount of width, and and I mean. This is just how kind of my opinion on it. But if you can find like the right amount of width heading, it puts you ahead of the steer kind of feel like it's like your horse doesn't have to to use their feet at, in such like a long stride. And then you can control the steer so much more as you put it on the horn, right? So like if you're narrowed out, like widening as you're throwing or even too narrow as you're like pulling your slack, 
then your horse has to move so much so fast to kind of keep the same pace as everyone else is doing, you know, as far as time goes and where you spin them at. And so that's like a, it's kind of a, but I kind of go into this with Cody. Um, how important is it getting around some guys? Cause you, you really have done a good job with this is about being around a lot of guys that rope really well. And how hard is it to like humble yourself enough to like ask questions, know like, Hey, I, I got, I have a lot to learn. And then try to keep your confidence up where you're still like, cause you got to compete against them all the time too. So how do you try to do that? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I try and, I mean, I grew up around Cody high school rodeo, you know, and junior rodeo and stuff. So like asking him questions is not really that it's not really hard for me to go and ask him, you right. know, but like when I first came out here and i might have got around Shay or Levi Levi Simpson and couple and Chad. Uh, yeah, those <laughs> kind of took a little bit to get go up there and ask them for you know a little advice. But now and like and like you said, to be able to compete against them too and not worry about <laughs> what like how much they're. Like not get nervous around them and be able to just keep the keep the confidence into um, competing with them, like at the rope ins. That's where I always ask them too, is at the rope ins. And I'm like, I need to do it in the practice pen because like he might tell me to change something. I do it at the jackpot. And but what I'm doing now is great. Right. Like I'm I'm able to catch and turn the cow what I'm doing. But it was asking questions to him yeah it took a little bit to go up to those guys took a little bit to go up to him and ask him and i was just always wondering how to get better but i i don't know there's people that get starstruck around them and i try not to get that way i'm like they're just another person like if anything they're gonna say no <laughs> right yeah or just not you know you don't get a lot of information or something out of them but yeah i i think that understanding that like hey we're we're all just trying to get better yeah. Right. And, and those guys are, it, it's tough. Cause it's like, they're, they're probably went through most of that. And like, I think Cody is unreal, you know, and, and you, you and I were talking about this earlier, but his work ethic, like not a lot of people like understand just because he's so young, how much he puts into it and like how much he does with like roping and how hard he works at it. Like it's, it's unbelievable. Mm. So the, the knowledge is just, it's it's crazy how much he does know about heading steers and how a head horse should work and feel and I think that's really cool. I know it's it's crazy how we're kind of the same age and how much knowledge he has and how much he can give. And I mean, he's he's headed great in high school and like I've seen it growing up, you know, and being able to get around him a lot more now and being out here where he's at, it's I've been getting a lot of information lately and I've been trying to take it all in, but it's a lot to take in yeah. <laughs> in each practice session, you know. So I try to pick one one thing that I think is the best to work on at that point. So and just try to focus on that, and then just kind of keep adding to your game. Yeah, and then yeah. once I feel like I'm starting to pick it up, I try to add a little more to it just to keep just to keep it going, and and like not to like completely just master one thing, but like. Or not master it, but like, you know, where I feel comfortable. I want when it starts feeling 
where I, I'm doing it consistently, then I want to try to add something. And just so I have more to work on and never just in one spot. Yeah, don't really get stagnant. And then you're kind of not going through the motions. And, and then also you're like, you're, you're building on your heading. Like you're like, all right, these are the shots. Because I, I think this is one thing like people don't understand. Some, maybe they do, I, I don't know. But I, I definitely didn't early on. And I hadn't, even to this till recently, you like, you watch a good healer, for example, and they look they look really good at times. And then you watch a great healer and they'll see something that they haven't seen all year and they'll catch that steer. And it's it's just like this year you look at like the top 15 and those guys coming down to the last few steers. You know, there's probably one or two steers that year that they hadn't seen that before and they did good on that steer or they, they did bad and that either cost them or got them into the finals, or it's going to do the same thing for like winning world titles. And, and I think that's like, you know what, I think that's what makes truly like the top tier of guys is they have shots for every, every steer, every run, all the different setups, know how to ride their horse. And they're just increasing their odds of doing good over, over going to hundreds of setups a year. It seems like. Yeah. Yeah. No, I felt like at the end of the end of last winter, right, going into jackpotting all winter, like I felt like I did all right jackpotting, but there was some things that I see those guys do on uh, like steers, like you're saying, for each steer that I'm like, what am I not doing for that? You know, for when that steer does like steps off to the right or steps off, steps left at at the line, what am I not doing? That's, that's costing me. And I felt like I was just in that spot where like I could catch the steer, the good steers from to, to make money. But like the ones that are not so great, they made them these like a good enough to like, I felt like they would catch them at a, at a good enough time to be able to maybe make win something at the end of the rope. And like some steers, you know, a l- little low headed, they take extra swing and just, but that's where I kept on messing up. I felt like I kept messing up is with one run, I try to reach instead of just using my horse and just going to catching them and seeing what the roping does and right. just completing the course. And that's what, that's what I've been also now working on after I, now that I've been working on, Widen my horse out is been putting pressure on myself in the practice been more pressure. <clears throat> yeah. Like um we've been going the last couple of days and practicing and Cody's been, you know, betting against betting against us. We have teams and we would have a match and we we'd match for, you know, lunch or whatever and putting the pressure in the practice pin, you know, it's no different than jackpot. And, you know, I've I messed up, you know, and stuff. And I now I see how they practice. Like they actually practice like they're at the jackpot. They're not just making runs. They're they put the pressure on themselves in the jack and the practice bin. So when they get to the jackpot, they're ready. Right. And I've learned, and that's what I never did. What I didn't do. I just always worked on my horse. And then after I got done, the, my good horses, I get on something I can practice on and just work on for myself. But then you get to the jackpot and you get in that pressure situation and it's, <laughs> yeah. you could, you could mess up. Well, it can be something you just haven't seen before. Right. Yeah. And like you said, like you might be like a low headed steer. It might be like, a, and especially like a scenario, like 
Like it's a low headed steer and you have to be a certain time in the short round. And he's like, whatever. And, and you kind of, it could be just a catch scenario and he's low headed. And so you kind of, you kick through the normal shot you've been taking at the jackpot and, and you know, you wave it off or whatever, right? Like miss yeah, that horn. And, and it, I think seeing that is important, right? Yeah. I mean, if, if you take yourself out in the first round, I mean, this is this information I've been getting. Like you take yourself out in the first round, then you don't know what the short round is going to do because you're done. Yeah. But if you just, you know, rope the steer for what he is and make it to the short round, then now, then now you can see how the how the game's playing. And then if you need to pick it up in the short round, pick it up. If you're, you know, in a good spot and you don't really need to, you can just keep your pace that you're going. Then just stick with what you're doing. But right. if you don't make the short round, you know they, you can you don't have a chance at making any kind of making your money back. Like at least they pay a fast time to, to make your fees back. So if you don't make short round and you're not in the top 20 in short round, you don't have a chance to make your fees, get your money back. Right. Yeah. And just, just increasing like shortening the, I was just caught just trying to shorten the roping up, you know, <laughs> just kind of seeing what's happening. And then, and then there's certain ropings like, you know, like capitalists coming up, something like that, you know, like or the tempo is going to be, pretty fast most of the time and you got a pretty good idea like but i think that's like the type of run you want to be able to make um so you just start with that run that's gonna be good and you can just keep making your run for those cat you know whatever the steers are and the setup is and that should be good enough and then it's like like we said earlier if, it, if it's not good enough having the humility to like all right i was not good enough is this a fluke like did i mess up like or is this something I'm constantly doing and need to work on? And I think that's like how you address things, right? And, and can kind of like work on it in a way that's healthy, you know, yeah. without just fighting it the whole time, right? Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, but if I feel like if you don't put the pressure on yourself early, then when you get there, it's what you worked on is not going to – It's I feel like it's almost like – why show up, you know, if you're not going to put your pressure on early. Because when you get to the short round, there's all there's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Especially when, for like, the capitalists. There's a lot of money up, the capitalists, the BFI, them kind of ropings. Um, you know, slides, I don't, I feel like, you know, there's some pressure there. But when when everybody's being four in the short round or five, short or long, short five, it's like, okay, Hopefully I don't have to do that, you know, yeah. I can put enough, I did my, I put enough, you know, was going fast enough early in the, enough in the rope and I don't have to try to do that. Right. But <clears throat> at least, you know, if you are that, that long in the rope and you, some people that are going five, they're trying to get their fees back. So, I, you know, they're, t they're taking the chances. And I, I try to, I don't want to take them kind of chances. <laughs> no, no, I, I get that. And that's the toughest thing about the slides around here too, is they'll get, they'll get, you got to be really fast. Well, let's talk some rodeo, man. So, all right, going to the rodeos this year. Uh, what was the game plan as far as like, was it on your, cause I, I think to win rookie of the year, like some people are like, Oh, I want to, I want to win rookie of the year. Like that's one of my goals. Well, I think your goal should be to make the finals as well, because I think you have to go to all the rodeos to do, you know, either or like that it's tough to make the NFR. Right. I, I understand that, but winning rookie, like, I mean, how much did you win this year? Uh, 40, 46,000. 
it's a lot, man. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it takes, and I think that's a, I, I, there's years where it's, it's less than that. And then there's years where there's more than that. But I think like you have to go to a lot of rodeos and really be trying it on. And then this year was kind of funky too, right? I, I want to ask you about this before we like dive into that. But um, you were like mid to high, mid twenties around the end of July. Was that, does that seem about right? On uh, how much you had won? Yeah. On a typical year, that it feels like that's a lot better. Like, and I don't know what it was. Um, and you might be able to answer this for me, but it seems like, I mean, obviously it took 80,000 over 80,000, right. To make the NFR this year. And normally it's mid, mid seventies, mid to low seventies, probably. Yeah. Um, so, and then there's quite a few teams that had a lot of money once. So it's like, all right. How, how did you, you know, why did you think the rodeos were better this year as far as money one goes? I think that there's just a lot of rodeos this year that had more money added than, you know, in the, in the past years. Right. <clears throat> them two, them two rodeos, you know, they, they went to paying instead of 10 monies, they went to 12 and 15. So spread the money out, more money, more out. money added. It's a kind of like, there was a ton of rodeos, like, like a salmon Idaho had 5,000 added, you know, yeah. that, that normally that's like 1500 added aside. And it was 5,000 a man, yeah. you know, there's, there's a lot of good rodeos like that. And I've never been to them, you know, them rodeos. I went the year before with uh, Monty Joe and we only went to all of it until Big Fork, Montana, you know? And so I got, I kind of knew over the fourth, some of the, some of the rodeos that I went to before, but as a, after, <laughs> after Big Fork, I was kind of new to, you know, the rodeos, what's the setups where, you know, and how it's how it's gonna be and if if it's gonna be fast or you know what 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 am I looking going into and like that's a that's one thing like I wish I would have got to go a little bit more on my permit to kind of see more setups and stuff but out here there's amateur out here in Texas there's amateur radios and stuff to go to so I could kind of get behind the barrier more but that's what I think I think there was I don't really know how much money was added at some of them rodeos until like my partners uh, was telling me, you know, how much there was before, and now it's a ten money rodeo, and or it's a twelve money rodeo now, and like Gooding and uh, Burley, they went, they, yeah. they used to be like eight money rodeos. Yeah, Burley used to not add very much money, and I didn't think it was a very good rodeo. And yeah. It's like an hour from the house, and there's times where I had to like. <laughs> turn it out to go somewhere else and um it what did it have four thousand added a, a, a man or you know side and yeah gooding's always been a great rodeo <laughs> and they do better every year it's it's one of my favorite rodeos <laughs> i think gooding is amazing what they do but uh no all right so going to the rodeos you've got a little bit of like you, you said went to a big fork which that's right around the july 4th right, right. right. then just after the fourth okay so was that a big a big deal like understanding the setups like you know like hey cody deep box steers are going to be out there going to be running like the runs over there are going to like it's just knowing what type of runs you're going to be where the steers are going to typically feel like and and how to like kind of throw your rope in the right spot that's obviously a big like that's a big advantage or not at least a big <laughs> thing to know right is kind of what it's going to take to win at some rodeos right yeah um like when i went my first year over the fourth right after Reno, 
um, <clears throat> like them setups, I was, I'd get there and, you know, in the middle of, in the middle of the ro- rodeos, there were, I never had to be at the beginning of, I, I never drew up at the beginning of one lucky, but when I'd show up, you know, times three, six, three, eight, you know, four flat. And I'm like, wow, these are fast. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think I, on a like north side, you know, that's not even a barrier up there. And you go four flat and you think you're making a run. There's, you know, it's one over at Oakley and they're going four, four flat, three, you know, three, six, three, five. And I'm like, wow, this barrier set up long ways to be going that fast. <laughs> yeah. Like and, you got to go tail by the pin and, and be long three to win, to win just fourth, <laughs> you know, win, you know, second, third or fourth or something like that. Yeah. And them spreading the money out this year, you know, it made it a little bit, I want to say easier, but a higher chance of winning, of getting a better chance of winning some kind of, some kind of money. It wasn't still, it wasn't easy, but it let, it let us have more of a chance to win, to keep kind of going. You know, if, if, I mean, you win last hole, I mean, it was a few hundred dollars, but that's a few hundred dollars in feel that you can go to the next rodeo or for fees or what you know right whatever you need feed for your horses i mean that kept the guy wanting to go yep i felt like um but them them long setups it my first year scared me but then i realized how where in the where at in the arena are you three or four or five you know knowing where how far you can go to be that on those steps like if you break the barrier you don't you know you're not you don't have a chance right like building feel where to throw your rope to win money like yeah. that that i think is something that's hard to do heading and just understanding like that that's honestly how i like judge my misses like i i don't really go off like if i turned them or not because you have to, like you have to be so fast so many times i go off of did i throw my rope in the right spot like did i score good enough to throw my rope in the right spot like that's how yeah. i like and if i have like if I have something steer that I miss, that's when I start getting pretty like, and, and I'm in a bad spot and I miss them. Like I take a bad cut. That's when I start to get pretty disappointed with myself. But other than that, I, most of the time I can usually like live with myself, you know, cause it is, it is set up to be that fast. So I don't know. That's just how I kind of looked at it. Yeah. I've, I feel there's times that there's some radios I've been to and I felt like I went away down the arena to be too far down the arena to be that fast. And yeah. it's, and then there's some that I feel like I've reached a long ways and made a great run, and I'm pretty long. I'm like, wow, like <laughs> it, it. There is a feeling though, but to know, you know, have a mental clock in your head and be able to know where you're at in the arena, right, is important because, I mean, you if you go too fast every time, you're gonna miss a lot. I feel like, and I'm, that's what I, I'm trying to get over is I sometimes like to get going too fast. And I've, I always think if you don't throw, if you're not throwing, you're not winning, you know? And I'm yeah. like, sometimes you can take an extra swing and set it up for your healer to throw fast and you're even faster. So I, out there going this summer, like I did some changing and instead of trying to reach at when I, when I was felt like I was in a good within distance, I would maybe go one more and just see if, you know, set it up for my healer and let my healer make finish and I get a better finish. I think it helps with the times. 
Yeah. I mean, a good way to like, it's just an easy way to speed up runs sometimes where it's like a healer that has to go. I think we talked about this on like a rundown or something, but I think it's a pretty good reference. Like every extra jump a healer has to go is probably about four tenths of a second and probably like a, a bad dally or finish is probably like four tenths of a second, you know? So like yeah. by being able to set it up where you get like a clean, good finish, probably first hop heel shot, you know? So if you, if that means going an extra swing, you know, you, you might make the argument that it can almost yeah gain I, you like a half a second. Down I there. think it's, and I, you're right about that. Cause like I made a great run on my, on my second steer at big fort. And I thought, you know, for sure we're going to be, some sort of four flat, four two, and we ended up being four six. But my horse didn't finish very good. I got a, I got a bad finish. I I got him down too far, and like I picked, I got him, he got down too deep in the ground. And when he came out, he popped up a little bit, held the flag. I mean, it just getting a bad finish can cost you, you know, from winning second, first, second, or third to winning fourth or fifth. Right. What about rodeo? Like, I mean, obviously. It's it's a grind, right? What was the hardest thing, like mentally, like you had to figure out about rodeo on this? You're like going going to all of them and and kind of getting that aspect. What, what was kind of the biggest challenge that like you didn't see happening? Being able to change like change some things on the like because there's not a lot of time to practice out there. Change it, it on the fly. Yeah, changing changing things on the fly. Like you don't you. Especially, I don't know a lot of people out there. Like, I met a lot this year where I can maybe go and if they have a day off or something, I can go and practice and maybe change it in the practice room. But as of this year, like, I didn't know a whole lot of people where to stay. So I always stayed at the grounds and whatever I was changing was on the dummy. I didn't do it on my horse and try to work on it on my horse or anything. So <laughs> changing it on the fly was, was tough for me and being able to mentally, like, stay focused on what I was doing and not get in what everybody else was doing. Try not to get caught up in their game. Do what you know how to do to keep to keep winning. Right. And that that right there is tough, honestly. Be able to change on the fly and not get in anybody else's game and just stay focused on what what works for you. Right. So changing it, because like change, making changes, I think is a very, it, it can be great, right? Because obviously you correct something and it works and you get a big reward because you probably go to turn them. But I think how, like typically how it works is if you're turning them and it feels good, you're really not worried about too much. Like just kind of keeping it going, like the, ex, the actual execution. But it's when you miss a few in a row then it's like, okay, what's going on? Or if you have the same miss kind of pop up every once in a while and you're like, man, I'm missing the right horn. I'm waving it off or it's going by the right horn. Like, like, all right, what is that? And you try to start fixing those things. And I think that that's where it can get dangerous because you like, you can start, you can make too big of adjustments and then start missing steers that you like, you shouldn't miss, you know? Is, is that something that happened or like, how do yeah. you feel about that? Yeah, I try not to get in my head about things like that. Like, cause when I do, it's... <laughs> I start really me messing up. Like I try to stay out of my head, out of my head as much as possible because, and not to think about what I did on the last one. Even if it was a good run or it was a bad run, I try not to, I, this is, it's a, you know, it's a different steer. 
It's new, you know, each steer is different. So you got to go for what he is. You got to rope him for what he is. So I try not to like, when I miss one, like I, like I go back to Big Fork again, I miss the first one. I mean, bad. It got a good start, <laughs> terrible head loop. And we had to run a next, our next one that, that same, that same morning in Slack right after. So I just, you know, I go, I relax, I wait till team roping, but I don't, when I, when it's time for me to rope, I clear my mind. I try not to think about what I did on the last one or what I did yesterday or on that steer. Like I'm going to rope, I need to rope this steer for what he is. Right. So that's the huge, that's a huge thing is trying to not get in your head about what just happened. Getting to like the how to on the situation you're in. And and I think that's a big thing because like I've had it happen both ways. I've had it where you're like struggling and you like start making changes and you think about the changes. And usually that's a disaster for me. Like when I'm thinking about what I need to do to catch, it's not, it's not gonna be good. And I and I kind of learned that a long time rodeo and like don't do that. Like I, I like go fix it, but then don't worry about like what you need to do. Like just fix it like on the dummy, fix it on in a practice session or multiple sessions. But I, I would, I really struggle with that. But the other thing that can happen too is when you get like, when you get roping good, you kind of get taking it for granted, like the process. Yeah. And, and I think that's where it's like the best guys in the world, they kind of stay like, they they can just keep the intensity up. They can stay focused. Like even when they're winning, they can just kind of stay on the gas. And I think yeah. that's also really important too. Is like they'll if, let their guard down. Yeah, you just they just like continue to step on their throat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they they understand like just because I've turned the last five or ten or we've we've won a lot of money, like we're still here. Like we're we're winning today. Like they and I think that's that's how I think it can happen. Jackpotting. Like people kind of get relax, be good on two, good on three. You know, you see it <laughs> yeah. and they kind of take for granted like what they've been focusing on those other ones. And I think that's, it's really important to understand that, like that actual process of how to compete each time mm-hmm. and, and how to like stay mentally tough ever, you know, through the situations, whether it's good or it's bad, you know, I think yeah, that, that works. I've had a lot, I, I had a lot of support, you know, this, this summer and I'd, you know, make a phone call and they're, you know, and they would, just to, like my, I call my dad a lot this, you know, over the summer and he's just like, you've done this how many times? Like, you know how to rope the cow, like go do what you know how to do. And yep. don't try, don't try to do anything fancy. Just go turn the cow for what he is. And there's that, but there is, I mean, I put that in there and then there is some things like my horse, like he might, you know, some people, I would send a video to, you know, some somebody and I'd be like, what do you think? Do you think it's my horse here or is it me? Like my horse getting me, causing me to wave it off. Like, is he getting too fast? Is he just gaining? And like, is he gaining right there? And I'm not reading, I'm not judging the, the steer and just little things like that. But when it's time to rope, you got to take that out of your, out of your head and remember what you're, why you're here. Because, If you're not good, if you weren't good enough, you wouldn't be doing, you wouldn't be still out here all summer long. Like, I just, I feel like, like you put in the work. Now go ahead and do what you, what you put in. You work, use what you put, you know, did in right. the practice pen. 
You think you were able to keep that the whole summer too, or was that was there times, or is it like there was a time I, <laughs> you know, I I felt like I won, you know, through the summer pretty decent, and then right there in the northwest, <laughs> I felt like I hit about I don't know two weeks, two and a half weeks about of not winning, and I felt I just felt weird. I was like. Wow, because uh, I'm not saying I won like every week, but like, uh, or like a lot every week, but I would maybe 200, 300, like place at the bottom or something. I'd win a little bit of something, even if it was a jackpot. But <laughs> there was two and about two and a half weeks of skunk, and I was just, I didn't know what I was doing. And <laughs> like, if it was me, my horse, I mean, my partner and I, we were trying to, I, I was talking to him. I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. I waved it off some. And then I just went, I was, we went to a two, you know, Ellensburg by then. It's two weeks right there. We get into Ellensburg and I'm like, I need to just go. I'm going to go catch two cows and see what happens. I'm going to turn two steers and just let my partner heal them and see what happens. And I just went and did my job and it felt great. And then after that, it just seemed like I had a, I needed just a little confidence in my heading. So I just going to catch the cow just built confidence up for me. So when I went to the next rodeo, I had confidence going and turned to head the next year. Right. But there is a time where your confidence will start going down once you start missing <laughs> two weeks in a row. Well, and I think that's like what you're talking about earlier, like with your practice, like getting a run where it, it can set up by going an extra swing because and getting a little bit more run. Like I think that that's really unique too, because it, it seems like if you can have that run, there are times where you can almost like get out of that slump faster. Where you see like the guys that want to reach more. Um and and I think it's okay to to do either one. Like you like a guy can be any any header, like there's a lot of different styles. But the one thing that like always stuck with me was the guys that really reach a lot and they're looking to use two coils, three coils. A lot of the time there are stretches that they'll miss six or seven in a row sometimes. And then they might turn the next six or seven in a row for twenty, thirty thousand dollars. Like they can go like yeah. way up and way down. And but those guys are they're tough. Like they yeah. they they're mentally tough and they can handle it. And they like, hey, they they got a lot of faith in what they're what they're gonna do. Yeah. And um and they kind of and it, and it's like it's cool to see that, but I I can't do that. Like I I miss two or three in a row, and I'm like I I kind of I want to overthink it. So I like that's why I always have to go back to like all right, am I throwing my rope in a good spot? What was the steer? Like did I make a mistake that's like normal? Is like I and then I like I'll generally that's kind of how I analyze it. But yeah, I think that's a that's a really tough thing in in being able to like know like how how you are and how you want to handle it to to stay confident because i mean when that leaves when confident leaves like your confidence goes it it just seems like it, it's a a weird deal like you're 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 crawling in a hole and it, it you might not ever get out yeah I, mean, I didn't lose all confidence in myself i mean but there was there was a little bit that left and i was like to build it i need to catch like yeah so, like, and it was crazy because when I went to Ellensburg and I said, I'm just going to catch my first, I missed the barrier a little bit, and I just went and caught him. And I was pretty fast. I thought, I was like, I thought for sure I was not going to be any kind of five. I thought, whoa, this long, like, mid-six. We have to speed up in the second round. But 
I know I catch the cow again. <laughs> yeah. So, and we ended up being faster than I thought. So, like, we didn't really have to pick it up. We just needed to go and catch the next cow for what he was. And honestly, if he ran, we need to try him on a little bit. But not, it wasn't something we had to just go completely out of our way and just try to reach everything we had and max him out, max the next year out for what he was. But yeah, going to the next cow was like, or just catching the first cow there built so much confidence going into the next one and then going into the next rodeos after that. Well, and the other thing you had to think about too, now like you've built that, like, you know, like, Hey, I can go through a rough patch and I've already got through this. Like I did it last summer or I did it the summer before. And you're like, you know, like you kind of know, like, hey, it's gonna turn around, and so I think yeah. that's, I think that's the other thing too about like trying to trying to like fight through it, but in the correct way. And then once you get to the other side of it, it, I think it does. I think you, it makes you a better, like a better competitor, a better roper. I really, I do. I think it, it makes a big difference if you can, if you can fight through stuff like that and just keep going. You know what I mean? And it, it's tough. I mean, yeah. It's, I think that's that's and, one of the hardest things, right? I mean, it's and it was tough for me going through the summer. You know, I I mean, I had you know whatever I want over this over the winter. That was in that was what I was going off of. So like, I just I was not. I was like, I don't want to lose everything I've you know won this winter. I mean, it's gonna be a long summer. A lot of fuel prices are high, but you know, I feel like some people worry about. You know what's what? How much they have in their account and stuff. I and that can help. That can affect on you know their roping, like because they try too hard. Because they're like, I need to win money, go to the next one. I need. But I just kept everything. I kept trying to keep my mind clear on everything, like each on each steer. Even when I was going through that slump, like, and I missed for like two weeks in a row. I was like, I was just trying at the next one not to like think about it, not to think about it. and. I spent, you know, we drove a lot them two weeks, and <laughs> it was not fun. Right. But then, you know, it just kind of all picked up again, and I just try to keep my head clear. And that's the mental game out there is huge. Like if you can't keep your if you can't keep your keep it together, it's it it can be tough. I think the other thing too is like, if you feel like you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, then it makes sense. Right. And, and and that's probably what you felt a lot of too is like, hey, this is something I want to pursue. This is like I like you're going after it and you're like so to I try it. I think being able to answer that question, that makes it easier too, right? Like you're like, hey, I know I you probably knew it was gonna take all your money, like at times. It's gonna be all at risk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's expensive to do it. And that's just like you knew that a long time ago. Like and, and you so you're like you can answer that question during the summer, like, "Hey, I'm I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. This is this is where I should be at in my life," and I think that makes it easier to keep going. It makes it easier to have, like, like have a good summer even when you're not winning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're still a happy person even though it's not. It might not be going that well, I feel, right? I feel like you just can't go scared. You can't go in there scared. Yeah, you just do what you know how to do and don't be scared to do it. <laughs> How how hard is that though? Like, is that something that? All right. So when you say like, is it don't be scared, right? 
Like, is that something er like you figured out early or is that something like, when was that moment? You know what I mean? Because when I, when I hear that, it means like, Hey, this is, this is my run. I'm focused on how to catch the steer and you're going to go at him. Right. Like, so when you're not scared, you're not afraid to miss. And if you win a couple of weeks, you know, there was probably a few misses in there. So how do you like, you know, at what point in time in your life are you like, Hey, I, I'm just like no hesitation. When when did that mentality kind of set in? Probably like probably being a healer, then going to head and then just kind of always being good at reaching. Is that kind of, <laughs> yeah. was that, was that me? Was you know that can kind of be there, I, yeah. I guess. But I, I don't know. It's a it's a hard like. I think it's a really cool thing to have, and and once you get there, because I. I I had it happen to me a while ago. Um, I, I really remember the summer well. I, I was heading great at the house and I just kept missing at the rodeos. And I'd miss like seven, eight, nine in a row. I, I just, and it would be funky misses, weird stuff. And I would go, my parents had a place in Idaho, so it was pretty easy to go practice. And I would rope good during the week. And I just told my partner realistically one day, and I, like, I truthfully managed it. I was like, hey, I might swap horses or do some other stuff, but like we can practice. And I, I think it's there. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know why I'm missing here. I don't feel bad. Like when I cut my rope loose, it feels good. Like, yeah. I, I mean, obviously it might, it might not feel good, but it's like, it doesn't feel like I'm struggling. Like the next day when I go rope, I'm making good runs. It's yeah. just, I'm not doing it in a competition. I don't know. Like I just keep missing. And then two, three weeks later, I went on a run and turned a ton of cows in a row. And it was like, okay, this is easy again. And it was like, I just kind of like there, it like showed me like, just stay with it because it's like, if you look at it, like hey, I'm running a hundred steers over, over the summer. Well, there might be five, eight, 10 bad ones. Yeah. If it happens in like one lump sum, you're like, well, it's probably going to get a little more balanced out here unless something is terribly off with my roping and it doesn't yeah. feel like it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's, I mean, there is some, but, I feel like the one rodeos that like the tough rodeos, for instance, um, uh, I think it was uh, Tremont, like four. Oh my gosh! I don't remember like four, four eight was like or four seven, four seven one twelfth like, or something like it that. It split like five ways, yeah, or something like that. Like it was just good steers. There was so many good ones, but then you can go to Burley. Where there's they're not so great and five I think five nine plays yeah. great money. Yeah, they had the barrier too long at Burley. But I think the, the barrier was yeah. the, I, there were there was one over at Burley, but the, I mean two different length of boxes and it was one I over think at one Tremont. over at Tremont. Yep. But like you can go to one rodeo and it could be really long and it could be long and feel like you're a long ways down there and the cattle could be just running. And then you can go to Tremont and they can be just good cattle and just, and so you got to take that into, I feel like you can't put the pressure, like pull yourself down for that, for missing. Like, like if you missed up Tremont, I mean, you have to go at them. When four, seven split in, you know, five ways at the time, you, there's no backing off. Yeah. That's why I go back to it. Like I said earlier, if I throw my rope in the right spot, like to win something, and I was like, I can live with those shots. Yeah. And I can I can continue to live with that. And then it's like, 
I, I think you get so, you can get out of the like slumps real easy, and then you can stay hot yeah, longer, it right? It might not. It might not be because you threw a bad loop. It just because it's going that fast that you have to. Like, yeah. it might not be the spot you want to throw, but you sometimes might just have to. <laughs> it's funny over there, man. I I felt like I turned a good steer over there, and he like he like stepped left and then back right, and there's not a lot of left in this arena. And I was like, man, that's a good spin, but he was really hard to heal. And I, yeah. was, like, I was like, that's a good spin. And then, uh, then I was like looking at the times. I was like, yeah, that wasn't for money. <laughs> like, I was like, I did not even. I was like, I felt like I did a good job. And then I looked back at it and I like looked at the times. Like, yeah, I didn't turn that one for money. Even even my guy wills him, maybe even crossfires him. Like, I don't think we can win anything. And so there's just times where it's like, you 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 didn't even have a chance. And like, we're like, what are you supposed to do? Like, you just kind of got to go to the next one and yeah, and live with it. I right? mean keep your horse good you you still have confidence because you caught you know that's how i like i mean that's how i feel some people might lose confidence just because they don't place but i keep i feel like it keeps my confidence up by catching every time i catch i feel like my it keeps the confidence of being able to head knowing that i can head the steer yep every time so i try that's what i i mean when i don't win money and i make a I make a good run it's just you know, we did our job still, but there's times where I let it loose and I'm like, why? <laughs> it's yeah. not, this was not a good throw. <laughs> I, I've, I've had a few, a few of those. So they're, they're the worst. All right. Well, so for like someone that's w- going to start rodeoing, right. And they go from buying their permit to maybe like trying to make a run at the rookie of the year, try to get into the winter rodeos, which, you know, you've done. What's one of the biggest things you've learned that like you you would do over again going into this last summer or would have tried to set up a little bit better for yourself? Oh, shoot. That's, I mean, I feel like I did it pretty right to, for most part. Um, I mean, there's a little bit of a change as of like winter road, like counting your radios. Because there is, you know, you only have 75. Yep. Um, 75 radios. So your count goes, it's, it seems like a lot, but when you go all year, it goes fast. By the end of the year, you're like, I went to 75 of them already. I get to close. Like it was probably call well when I started counting my radios to see how many I had left, which I mean, I had plenty of radios from like asking everybody else what they had left, you know, I still had plenty, but it didn't seem like I, I felt like I had, you know, more rodeos. I should add more rodeos than that. I didn't feel like I've been to at that time, I think 50 or something like that. And I probably would have did my count a little different. Like I counted rodeos that I probably shouldn't have counted and they didn't have the money, but I thought they're, you know, they would, they'd be a little softer. I can, it'd be good to go and win a little bit and just, you know, put it towards my standings, my rookie standings. And then, but it wasn't really all like little $1,500 rodeos. It didn't, and there wasn't enough teams to actually win that much. Like it was like 1200 or something like that, which is good money. But when you can go to a playoff series that has, you know, those tour radios that have 15,000 and they pay 12 monies and you can go win eighth and win 2,000. Yeah. You know. Well, and I think the other thing you got to consider. I guess that would have been Cody. Cody win, you know, the higher. But, you know, fifth and sixth still pay 1,800. 
Well, I, and I go to this, like, um, you can count 75 rodeos and it takes 80,000 to make it. Yeah. So that's pretty simple. Like as far as it needs, you need to be able to win over a thousand average at each rodeo. So, mm-hmm. and it's hard to win first Especially at a, a $1,200, you know, finals. yeah, $1,200, $1,500 rodeo. Right. So you're, yeah. So is there a certain amount of money now you'll count? Is it going to be like four or 5,000 added or is it like, you know? Yeah. I'd make sure it has, you know, Four, four, thirty-five hundred. No, you know, if nothing I'm in, less than thirty-five hundred. Yeah, I mean, I had unofficial, I unofficial maybe like two or three radios this year, because they were like, they're like, or I think they're like fifteen hundred dollar radios, but for most part, I mean, and then like having to count your circuit radios now takes an effect, so you got to really pay attention on that because it, you know, I think California was pretty, pretty. Uh, easy this year because they only had your count was only seven, but next year you know it's gonna be twelve that takes away and to be able to make sure you count the right twelve rodeos, right to be able to make your circuit final still on top of going rodeo and you gotta the there's a lot of little details yeah, rodeo too it's more just than like, just <laughs> like count maybe, each one you go to <laughs> yeah knowing some runs like a lot of money is won on a second run and it's just yeah. like there's a lot of little things like that just knowing where to be how to like okay if you're entered in salinas and all those rodeos uh when nampa callbacks come back you want to be on the ball right there and try to try to find that middle trade and yeah you know what i mean there's a lot of little things that you've like you figure out and there's guys that i mean they're all doing it and they're all on it there was so so much i learned so much this year too like trading and like i had good partners that was (laughs) that showed me you know and friends that were i was able to call and get information you know if i needed or if I had a, if I didn't have a buddy team or something, and I need to enter by myself. Like, how can I make it work? Who do I call? That because somebody's already done it. Somebody right. out there has already done it, you know. So they know, you know, what's the best to enter. Or they could, you could do it this way or that way to enter, so you can make this radio and that radio. And no, you know, it's not like it's not the first the first year. I mean, it's already every, somebody's done it a bunch of times. You just yep. gotta call the right person that's good at entering, and already and just has it and knows you know like hey if you go to this radio you enter this radio and this radio at this time like you only have this much time to make it it's possible but if you enter it this way you can you have a little more room to to build a blow tire and change it and still be able to have a chance to make it. right well that's awesome man i uh, i appreciate you coming on and dude, awesome year I think that's pretty cool to 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 win that, and I mean that's the big thing about it when you when you get the full dose of the of rodeo and I mean it's just like that. It's rodeo season's over, but you're right right back at it, staying at snows. I mean you guys are getting after it. I mean that's what that's what's crazy. It's um, no, you were saying this earlier, but pretty much no days off over there, Cody Snows. Right? <laughs> yeah, like, no no days off. We're up at it every morning. Yeah, and doesn't matter if it's if we're only roping in the, we might only rope in the morning and then do stuff in the afternoon and then we're roping again in the evening. Like, or we might just rope, be roping all day. Yeah. Yeah. You never know, but they're every day, the horses are getting rode and you're roping. Right. Well, and I, I think that's the big thing is, it, you know, if it's a good summer or a bad summer, if this is what you want to do, like it, it takes a lot of work 
to be successful at it and knowing like, Hey, you got to improve. And, and even if, when you feel like your, you know, your game is good, then it's the horses and there's things like that, that you always got to stay on top yeah. of. Right. I mean, I feel like it's your, there's always room for improvement yep. and <laughs> there is, there's a lot of room for improvement. I've, I feel like I've hit a, like a rock, like a spot where, and I'm trying to break through it so I can improve more. And like, I've been at this spot for quite a while now and I've been trying to get past it. Yeah. That's, that's the battle too. I feel like there's like, and, and it's cool though. It makes it, I think this is what makes it unique. And I think that's what makes the the top guys so good is, you know, they, they've gotten through those things and, and to get there yourself, you know, and kind of, be successful along the way is important, but to to kind of find that process of always getting better, right? And always wanting to add to your game. And I think that's I think it's just like a healthy way to to go about it. And, and yeah. you know, you're gonna be successful if you, you know, continue to do that, right? Like there's yeah. no other options. Uh, yeah, no, horsepower and <laughs> it seems like everybody's finding faster horses and being able to reach and have fast horses, like putting both of them together, it's it's crazy. The head horses are pretty good nowadays, aren't they? Like that, that, I think that's what's uh, really unique is you go to the rodeos and like it used to, it seemed like eight, 10 years ago, like there was a handful of head horses that were, that were like a lot better than everything else, which I, I still think it's that way. Mm-hmm. But then that next tier down, it seemed like there wasn't as many. And then like the bottom half is like some horses wouldn't score. Some horses would duck. So like there'd be lots of holes in them. And now it's like, everyone's horse seems like they score good and they yeah. run and it's like they they got you know they're they're getting goes and they're getting chances and that's what's wild like you know? they're running across there so fast like if they were halfway down the arena leaving the box they're running across the plane so fast and then they're reaching on top of it it's just making the run so much faster yeah and i've and that's what i've seen a lot this summer and being able to go the first time out there and see it all it's <laughs> it's it, pretty but it's, it's eye-opening yeah. and uh it it's cool though you kind of know what you know what you want to do and that i think that's important to have the information is like hey this is the run i need to make to to get where i want to go right yeah and i think and like i said i think a person just needs to keep their head head clear and not not try to pull themselves down too much and just stay focused on what they're doing and how they got there right you know? Well, you so, want, you want to add anything else before we before we get out of here? Uh, shoot, partner changes. <laughs> There's a lot of those out there. <laughs> but I mean, how hard was that though? Like the the partner the partner swapping is something like you got a dose of, and there's always situations, right? And they're always going to be unique. But what was that like as far as like mentally, like trying to just. just figure out what's your best options and then how to move forward and, and be good. Because I know we all, like, like I said, it's your, your team. And then all of a sudden you're not, well, it kind of feels weird, but at the same time, like, what did you learn from that? Like on the partner swaps? Uh, just uh, like swapping partners. That was tough. Like to be able to be starting to like, feel like you have a rundown with one partner and then needing to sw- need having a partner swap, but like, in the middle of in the middle of like the fourth or before or whatever it's it's you prepare yourself for it you know and then when something goes bad and you have to swap or whatever 
it's and then you get a new partner at the last minute and there's no time to practice like you just you're making your runs at the rodeos you're you're figuring out each other at the rodeos so it's and you just keep trying you keep doing your job and if there's little changes that need to be done you know you you discuss it while going to the next rodeo you know like if they're going too much to the right or too much to the left you know you just try to that's the what i'm talking about by changing on the fly like not just you but also communicate with your partner let them know like how do you you know what's the best way to for us to win you know and you know i've gone i went through quite a few of them and (laughs) every time i just felt like i was starting to get clicking i had a change because i i might you know i didn't have a partner for a minute so i had to enter with somebody but then i finally got to go i finally was able to be in with a solid partner right after the fourth but right that's that was the biggest thing is to be able to still do your job and you know and communicate with them make sure you guys are on the same page on what on how how you want everything to set up like don't how much do you want me to bring them back you want me to go down you want you know you want me to go down the pin you how do you what's easiest for you for your horse not you know because i there's things a header can do to help out the healer right so i mean the healer's going to help you out as much as possible by either putting them in the left lead or letting them separate whatever you like and then, you know, you're going to have to help them too. So if you have them in the left lead and they're up there, you know, trying to haze them and you st- you you put it on the horns and you just rail back, you might just, they might not be there for it. You know, like you might need to go down downstream to help them, to help them out as well. You know, there's, there's a lot of communicating in there. And I think the other thing too, like, is understanding like, this is what my horse feels like to heal behind. And and I and I think it's I've tried to do this. I don't know if I do a good job at it or not. But when I when I practice and it feels like hey, I did what I wanted to do. Like I'll say that to my partner. I was like, this is what I think it should feel like. Like this is the type of role that I want to give. And and then they kind of know like hey, this is where it's at. And and so when it's things happen and I don't do a good job, I'll just tell them like hey, you know that's probably on me right there. This is what happened. So if it feels funky, let me know. Or it's like, if you want it to be different, let me know. And mm. you can kind of get that that going. And I think that that allows to make make some adjustment as well as like knowing where you're at, like what you want the steers to open up and look like. Yeah. And then having your, you know, your partner know like, oh well, they might want them a little bit different than what you do. And it's it's usually not that hard to make those adjustments, but sometimes it's it might be a, a big change and it, it might be really hard to do too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I feel like, you know, it doesn't matter how great they heal. I feel like if, you know, both sides have to communicate because, I mean, not like some of us, some of the partners I had or a couple of the partners I had this summer, like we never rope. So together at all. I mean, I've seen them rope. I've seen them at the rodeos and, went to a couple rodeos and we did we did good I did good with um pretty much I've won <laughs> I had like four different partners this year but I won money with all with all four different partners right but like I I watched them rope before and I kind of seen how the partners did, handled them before and I thought maybe and you know and I asked them is that how you like them and then they said yeah I do my best job to try to set the steer up and set the run up that way but also you know make sure let them know that I need them. To, I need the steer to be straight or in the left lead at certain radios to build to 
do my job as well. Yeah. Cause there, there are times where it's like, like Oakley, for example, if you're a team that likes them left, you probably can't step them left at Oakley and yeah. win better than sixth or eighth. Like you're probably going to have to drill the barrier, get him really short and Keeler's going to maybe have to crossfire to be short four, right? Yeah. So there's times where they just have to be straight basically. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, every time, so every time you like getting a new partner, it's just being able to do our, both, both of us just do what we know how to do and try to set it up the best we can. And then, from there, once I felt like once we kind of knew what we we're both doing, it was it was easy. It was the run was got easier and easier every time. Right. So moving on with that, that like that'll be like one of the things to try to have is like guy on the same page, making sure you can communicate, making sure like the run can hold up throughout the whole year. So yeah. you know, so then that way the team can kind of well they can stay together for the whole year. Or and then and then understanding like. There are times where, like, hey, we, it doesn't work, right? And you, you got to do something different or yeah, whatever. If it don't, you know, middle of summer, <laughs> it's not working. You might have to do, you know, partner change or something, you know. But uh, I under that that that's big, you know. Well, like, if you guys are on the same, if you're not on the same page with your partner, you're just out there. Maybe he's he's doing his job, and you're not doing his, but you know it's it's a business so if it's going to benefit you to get a to have a partner change and there's someone out there that's looking and you think you can go and win with them then you're going to have to do it cuz then you can't be out there just spending money and and not, and not working yeah and i think that like i think being respectful to it too like when when you do swap and like understanding like it's it's usually not going to go very good in general um especially during the middle of the summer unless it's like it's very rarely is it like just both team like everyone's been losing and then you're like hey we probably need to do something different yeah but there are times where it's like one guy might feel like like it's not going to work and then the other guy feels like it is working and i think like getting it set up to where you guys can be friends afterwards is tough too. I mean, because yeah. like, the other thing that happens too that not a lot of people know is like, you might be done roping, but you're still going to have to rope for probably three weeks, four weeks, Yeah, you know, and then you're going to see each other all the time. So it's, it's tough, man. I think it, it's, it is. it's one of the, it's it, one of the hardest <laughs> things and, and, and trying to like, I, I think like the older I get and I, I definitely probably needed to do a better job at a younger age, but like, if you're going to do something different, like, how you, how you handle it with, with your partner and stuff. That, that'd be something like they should probably hear it first. And there's a lot of little things like, hey, you know, that's – and I think just – I mean, that's just my advice, like, long-term. I think that's a, a little it, better way to go about it. But I don't it, know. I, yeah, it's so funny, too, because the, during the rookie roundup, we had an interview with uh, Trevor, and he asked about – he asked us if we had any partner changes already. You know, yeah. Is anybody, you know, anybody cutting anybody who's? And I'm like, no. Everybody's like, nope. Same partner, like. And he's like, it's gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna happen. I'm like, I don't know if that's gonna happen. Like, I we got a pretty good run going now. Well, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's it's not. You're not sticking with the same partner all year. I mean, you might, but at one point. In your career, your partners are going to be switched. And yeah, I mean, 
well, it's just like the, just horses and how they work together, you mm-hmm. know, as, as that changes, partnerships change too. So yeah. it's like, even if the guy's like, and, and I think that's why it is important to understand like, you know, that, cause they, if you do rope good together, it might be something that you could always rope again at some point. And so yeah. you always want it to be good, but that's, that's tough. And, <laughs> and like not being sensitive towards if you get cut or you got to cut someone like, I think that's that's tough to to handle all that, but I think the the more you can be truthful with your your partner and like and not not be offended, I think the better off it is long term, right? Yeah, and I mean it was it's. I mean, you always make a plan of going all year, and then you kind of do get a little bit offensive when it does when it when that time does come and you get cut. You're like, dang, I, what did I do something wrong? Like. I, I mean, I get I missed a few or whatever, you know, <laughs> something like that. Like, Dude, it's like, it's what like about a new the, relationship. What about, what about the good ones I caught? You're, you're, <laughs> you're in that, like, sunshine stage, you know, that new relationship. Oh, everything's going to be perfect. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is going to go great. And then and six, eight months later, you're like, man, this girl's crazy. Yeah. It's going to happen. So, yeah. like, I, I kind of been that. I got that way a little bit when you know partner switch i'm like dang i was a little bit bummed out and then but you know it's gonna happen so gotta get yeah just gotta get over it and move on and and it's and realize it's part of it it sucks and you're still gonna see him at the rodeo so yeah yeah you can probably (laughs) be at the next one so there's no point of being mad at him like you're gonna see him at the next one you're seeing with jackpots (laughs) yeah and it and it'd be a deal like and you know you guys can still rope together like they could be second rods or third rods and and there'll be some times it just sometimes it doesn't work out, but man, I appreciate it. Thanks again. This was fun. Yeah. Thank you.